Hello and welcome to a new week on Destination Tokyo with myself, Mark Shardlow. Firstly, today I just want to say thank you for all the kind comments over the last few days. They really are appreciated. And hello if you're a new or relatively new listener. I just want to explain over the next 30 seconds or so what these podcasts are about. These are daily podcasts, they go out Monday to Friday. They're free, and if you press subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to, it'll automatically download onto your device each day. The podcasts feature Olympians and Paralympians, some you'll know, and others will hopefully become better known to you in the summer. I've covered the games for 20 years, and I love hearing athlete stories. I always find there's something to learn, and often we can take that into our everyday lives. Now, this one's being published on Monday the 1st, but although these 10-minute daily podcasts are topical, don't worry if you come to it late, there's plenty of interest. Now, I'm not getting paid for these podcasts, it's a hobby, but, and I think this is a first, I'm using them to try to raise money for Maggie's Cancer Centres, which are amazing. My wife was diagnosed with bowel cancer last year, and they've been great for my family. If you like the podcast, maybe you consider giving two or three pounds as a tip, the details at the end. So, today's guest... He's got something to celebrate. He's had two life-changing moments during lockdown. He is the captain of England and GB's men's hockey team. And it is Team GB's newest dad, Adam Dixon. Thank you very much, Mark. Um, thanks for having me on. I'm surprised we managed to find a, a quiet moment amongst all the carnage. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice distraction. Um, <laughs> let's put it that way. But no, I'm... I'm over the moon. And the little boy called Rafe, when was he born? He was born, um, oh, it's really going to put me on the spot now, um, the 19th of January at five in the morning. Um, so yeah, he's yeah already causing us plenty of grief. <laughs> How does paternity work in elite sport? Um, good question. We, um, well, from the outset, um, my initial conversations with the governing body, head coach, performance director, um, we're not technically employed by anybody, you know, with how national lottery funding works. We're given a, a, a grant, essentially, and um, therefore we don't fall under the usual, you know, paternity legislative uh, rules. So we've just had to be really flexible with it. And we're lucky that we are in this sort of era of covid where trips abroad for hockey are cancelled so time around home has been plentiful and we're just sort of bumbling along and um yeah and uh, yeah it's uh, it's something that we've had to you know take in our stride and it's been learning for both gb hockey and myself but there's there's now well within a few weeks we'll probably have f three fathers in the team which will be the first time that's happened in you know in well certainly within the last decade. So it's quite a special moment for, for the group. Three fathers, that's uh, that's great. Last week we were talking about Helen Glover's return to rowing. She's got three kids. So it's very much, you know, Tokyo feels like it's going to be the parents' Olympics. Yeah, it certainly will be this time around. I, you know, we're, we're planning at the moment for my wife and, and Rafe to, to come out, but I don't know what the situation with spectators is going to be. All the information that we're getting as players is that the Olympics is is going ahead, you know, no matter what, um, which is quite reassuring because we've, you know, dedicated the last five years of our lives to this cause. So it would be really sweet to have kids watching and, and loved ones watching. But yeah, I, I guess it's uh, it's just a, a sign of where the squad is, the men's squad on sort of a maturity level. Hopefully there's a, I don't know if it's a sign of having more wise heads or, or whatever, but 
I certainly think that having a child means that you appreciate what we've got that much more and to not take hockey for granted. So I'm hoping that my performances don't fall off. If anything, I'm hoping it, those few hours away from home where I get to go and burn off some steam and express myself will be really useful for my game. So I'm hoping that goes for the other guys who are dads in the squad as well. Yeah, and it might be too early for you to tell you, I suppose, but Tom Daly, who we had on last Thursday, was saying that actually since becoming a father himself, he felt his performance has improved because it actually took the pressure off you know, it was now a bit of fun because the most important thing in his life was his little boy. And he, he felt that he was he was a better, better performer for that. So hopefully that's the case for you guys as well. Fingers crossed. <laughs> no, I've heard that from a lot of different sportsmen. You mentioned Helen and, and Tom there. But uh, I think there was the Mark Knowles, who you may or may not know. He was the men's hockey captain um, for Australia for quite some time, gold medalist. And I remember speaking to him on one of our Hockey India trips and playing in the league over there. And he was just saying how having three kids is really, you know, just really just loosen the weight off his shoulders. And he can just almost go back to when he first came into senior international hockey and just playing for the love of it rather than getting caught up in the the day-to-day pressures and frustrations what we, we all know can can build up over time so yeah massive uh few months ahead of which i'm really looking forward towards so uh you should have been at the olympics last july but you got married last july instead yeah <laughs> yeah we'd always planned to get married post olympics uh so 2020 and covid obviously put pause to the games happening but we didn't want to put our lives on hold and it's sort of gave us something to look forward to after the disappointment of the Olympics being cancelled. So we had, you know, an amazing wedding um, down in Henley where my uh, wife, girlfriend, I'm still getting used to this, um, where my wife grew up at her parents' house, just outdoors with very small numbers, family and a few close friends which took a lot of pressure off having to give, you know, speeches in front of hundreds and being a quivering mess. So you know, yeah, we've had a we've had an amazing amazing year. Although hockey maybe would tell a slightly different story behind the scenes. You know, we've we've been absolutely loving life and and not letting COVID put a down on things. But you're a captain. You surely love speeches. Uh, yeah, I'm not one to be at the front. You know, I, at the I wouldn't say I was a stereotypical. You know, in the trenches. You know, cheering you guys to go over the over the over the wall type of captain i'm more of a just get down to work lead by example in my behaviors and and basically just have a relationship with every single member of the squad i think that's sort of my leadership style is to to have a real sense check on where the where the group is at any given moment within the olympic build up and sort of um you know flex to to the needs of the squad and by having good relationship with the young guys, the guys who have been for, around for two or three years and the guys who have been around much longer, I think I, I'm in, you know, well positioned to be able to make good judgment calls. And yeah, I've definitely found the last 12 months quite challenging. Lots of, lots of things that we had in the pipeline in terms of preparation for the Olympic Games, trips away. Um, we were going to, we were due to go to South Africa in the January, February of 2020, which would have really kicked off that seven month build up towards the Olympics. Um, that was cancelled last minute. You know, COVID really ramped up. So there's been lots of um, 
yeah, lots of moments where leadership has had to remain strong, although the uncertainties have have kept us have kept us guessing really. But I think we're doing quite a good job uh, on the men's hockey side of things. We've managed to keep the program running for a long time. We haven't had a single positive um, case of COVID, so I think we're in good hands in terms of how we're going about our day to day business. It would just be really nice to get some comp- competitive games in because um, at the moment we're just playing matches amongst ourselves and trying to utilize our environment at Bisham Abbey as best we can to hopefully put us on a good path to to success in Tokyo. And that's been the major difference, hasn't it, the last 12 months? I mean, you said you've got the programme going so you can go into training every day and do the normal stuff. But the one thing you've not had this year is is games. Yeah, and games are the like you know the barometer. You, you sort of always like to be chucked in at the deep end, see how you're faring against the world number one in Belgium or Australia. Normally, give us a good a good few games. Um, and you know we're competitive beasts. At the end of the day, we just last, we just love playing games. That's the reason why we're 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 involved. Um, as much as I love running around a training pitch, it's not quite the same as playing top flight international hockey. So. It's definitely been challenging, definitely been challenging. We've had to think creatively about how we go about replicating tournament scenarios. So that's been um, quite an interesting one because the last two years, the way the international calendar has panned out, is there just haven't been many tournaments. The Pro League is is what it exactly what it says on the tin. It's a league. You don't have those sorts of crunch games where you know semi-final places are on the line so the olympics throws up so many you know nuanced um, possibilities that we have to try and try and learn how to to be in those moments especially as leaders myself in the leadership group like how do you lead in those those moments um so yeah we're 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 trying to plan every single scenario um but at the moment we're like i say we're just playing against ourselves and hopefully now we have a vaccine um some travel restrictions do ease up. I know there is international sport going on and I just hope that we can, yeah, we can also feature in that uh, sooner rather than later. Adam Dixon, who's back at work today. Well, we went on with that conversation into motivation and learning from other sports. And I'm going to put that out in a couple of weeks time as I thought Adam was absolutely fascinating. And congratulations again, Adam, starting back to work today after little Rafe was born a couple of weeks ago. But that's it for today's Destination Tokyo, as the 10-minute limit's already been passed. Now, if you want to make a donation to support me in raising money for Maggie's Cancer Centres, just see the link in my show notes, or go to Just Giving and search Destination Tokyo, and you'll find me there. And honestly, the money for a cup of coffee would be brilliant. That's it for today. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.